everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I, uh, I, uh, I mean, this episode really made my brain work over time, and not in a good way. Among all the episodes of The Simpsons, it certainly is one of them. <laughs> we are Precisely. brought to you. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to Patreon.com/slash/TheSimpsonsShow for only two dollars a month. You gain access to all of our bonus content for five dollars a month. You gain access to that much, much more. It's the best deal in podcasting. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. It's true, absolutely true. Not a better deal there is in podcasting. We are not alone today. Uh, if you read the title of the podcast, you already know that. But I'm just going to make it very clear: we are not alone today. We are. We are. We are. What words? We are joined. Joined. That's the word I'm looking for. Joined by Ryan Rogers, host of the Jurassic Park cast, the Jurassic Park podcast that I've been on multiple times and recently on, I think, the newest episode by the time you're listening to this podcast. Ryan, welcome. How are you doing? I'm terrific. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. So, Ryan, uh, first things first, plug your, plug your podcast, tell people to go where they can find it and why they should listen to it. Sure. If uh, if you like the novel Jurassic Park, I um, once upon a time earned an English degree, and I thought, well, I'd always had this dream of, of understanding that novel because it's one of my favorites as best as possible, and uh, that somehow is manifested in a podcast form. So uh, it's the Jurassic Park podcast where guests chat with me about Michael Crichton's nineteen ninety novel Jurassic Park, and also not that too. And it's a good time. It is a good time. I've been on multiple times, and I really enjoy it. Um, and Ryan. Now, briefly say, what is your history with The Simpsons? Um, that's a good question. Simply, I think everybody knew about The Simpsons when we were little. I'm, I was born in 1981, so when it was um, sort of taboo for the younger viewers, that's that was when it was uh, the most appealing. And I think when it finally hit syndication, uh, that was when it was really hot because you could catch it three times a day <laughs> in a way. I remember uh, when it first came out that there was uh, two channels and they were about maybe 30 minutes apart. You could catch uh, the, the first syndicated episode and then you could watch it again, you know, an hour later when the next network had it. And then I think another network had it two days later. So you could watch the same episode three times in one week or, or often enough. It was just terrific. And anyhow, uh, yeah, we watched we watched a lot of Simpsons after school. That's for sure. And uh, that's how we got familiar with um, the Simpsons in in those first early seasons, a lot of episodes, a lot of them in syndication, and a lot of them just indelibly left in your brain, right? So we all feel that way, I think. Okay, now follow up question: mm-hmm. Did you ever? Did you? And did, one, did you end up following? Following? Falling off the show? Did I fall off the show? Where you stop watching? Yeah. You know? In a way, in a way, yeah. So when we went to college, Sunday nights weren't uh, what they used to be after the show. I think the show was on like Thursday nights or something like that, but it wound up on Sundays. And yeah, once college hit, a lot of like routine television stuff that you did in high school uh, became um, out of out of practice. So yeah, uh, I'd say around 2000. So this mm-hmm. is kind of in that wheelhouse where there's a few episodes in between 2000 and 2010 that, yeah, we were, we were up to up to speed with all of them. Okay. Um, that's the same thing that happened to me. I went to college and mm-hmm. stopped watching The Simpsons, really. Um, have, so have you seen this episode before? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. That's what I, I – that's Sam, I'm in the same boat. I've never seen this before. And speaking of – this week's episode, Stealing First Base, episode MABF07, originally aired March 21st, 2010, written by John Frank, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, 
Received a 2.8 rating with 5.69 million viewers. The Charport gag, World War II could not beat up World War One. I'm not... Mm-hmm. I don't know how that... I'm not sure what that means, really, but... I don't, I, World War II certainly has more scholarship about it. Um, so I think I'm... I think I'm biased. The couch gag. The couch was replaced by an empty garden. It rains. A giant squash is produced. And then all the family fly there as bugs. And Homer pops out of the, the squash as a giant caterpillar. I don't. I'm not. I don't like this. Is, I didn't like this one. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm not a fan of. I don't want. I don't want people. This is like metamorphosis. This is like Kafka. I don't like this. Uh, n- no, thank you. I don't need a, I don't know, James and the Giant Peach maybe too, some of that. Um, this episode guest stars Sarah Silverman as Sarah Silverman or Nikki McKenna. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold on a second, Robbie. Are you sure about that? I mean, I know that she's playing Nikki McKenna, which is it's Bart's love interest question mark in this episode. Quote, but yeah. this is just Sarah Silverman playing Sarah Silverman. I don't, this is not. I don't. Okay, uh, this that's this is one of my theories. We're gonna get to one of my theories on this episode, and one of them is is press is is based around Sarah Silverman playing Sarah Silverman as Nikki McKenna, and then also this is baffling to me. Angela Bassett, good actress. I've no, nothing against Angela mm-hmm. Bassett playing Michelle Obama. I for, first lady at the time, Michelle Obama. Uh, mm-hmm. I, but okay. for no particular reason, we're I we're, we'll get there. Uh, it's inexplicable. This whole episode, I this this episode is this episode is one old person ranting about kids today. <laughs> they just spun out an entire episode and said, "Hey, let's fake have Michelle Obama on." I, okay, Matt, we're gonna. I have we also have, I have some. I did some research about Michelle Obama and why maybe why she, she appears but doesn't appear in this episode but we're gonna get to it because she's literally in a single scene that she dominates and then is completely forgotten about it doesn't make any sense everything and also say episode has a full intro full length intro uh and this is filler the episode i want to say that as well there's lots that is just fill time there's two long montages that just make no sense i mean there's nothing in this episode that makes sense, Matt. They, things just happen. They, they like there's like fair, there's fair. a lot of scenes that happen, and some of those scenes feature similar characters. That is all I can say about this episode. Um, it starts Homer taking the kids to school. I'm sh- I, I'm sure in 2010 these were cutting edge jokes about having a GPS in your car, <laughs> but. Nowadays, this now I'm watching this and I'm trying to put myself back in mind. Before we all had our our cell, all everyone has a cell phone with GPS in it, and no one buys really dedicated GPS anymore unless you are on a boat or you're a hiker or something. You go out into wilderness, but this feels like a gra- grandpa jokes. These feel like grandpa jokes. Oh no, it's telling us to turn into a construction site. Robbie, I don't know if you missed the rest of this episode, but this entire thing is several grandpa jokes in a row. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's it's just this is the grandpa joke of the episode. Um I know, I know. I'm screwed. Um so yeah, they there's jokes about the GPS giving directions in kilometers and or meters or metric using metric measurements, and Homer doesn't understand. It 
drives them to a construction site, and a giant beam goes into the car. (sighs) (laughs) I think the joke that got me was that of all the things that sets you up into this idea that's turn left, turn right, but when it comes down to like lower your car 10 feet and then proceed left, I thought that it had the altitude of your vehicle was a fun joke. (laughs) But uh, really, when you're talking about GPS, you want to be playing with the... uh, with the accent that the GPS is delivered to you with. That's what we always did. That was where the fun was. You always pick the Australian accent and then uh, and see, found out where to go. See, see Ryan, this, you, now you're, this is your first episode with us, but you've already gotten to the, oh, I'll write jokes for The Simpsons because apparently they are having trouble. Uh, because that's, <laughs> they're, 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 that's, that's a joke you could, you could actually you know, write if you are writing this episode. I will say that this episode is not devoid of laughter. I did laugh. I laughed at this episode. Wow, Matt, did you laugh at this episode? Uh, look at the notes real quick. Uh, <laughs> I think there might have been a time or two, honestly. Let me look at the notes. There was a time or two. Okay. I I did this yesterday morning. Okay, it's 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 been like two days. Oh wow, it's already flown the coop. It's, it's already left. Robbie, Robbie, think about this episode. Think about this episode. What in this episode would stay in your brain? Michelle Obama. I suppose. I think that's about it. Brian, did you laugh? I th- I like the GPS stuff. I thought it was funny, but uh, yeah, I thought the 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 kissing montage has has lasting ability. <sighs> Michelle Obama was kind of. I'm not. I'm not. La- I did not laugh at Michelle Obama. I'm. No. I, there are moments that I think are funny in this episode. Michelle Obama is not one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know that she comes out and plays a very strong caricature of of Michelle Obama. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> A force of nature in terms of a human being, but it I, wasn't uh... – No, we're, I again, we'll get there. So <laughs> they get to school. Again, this scene doesn't matter. They don't – who cares about – no one cares about GPS after the scene. It is literally there. Hey, we have a joke about GPS. They get to school. Uh, Edna's not there. Miss Grovopole is out. And so we have to merge the two fourth grade classrooms. That is the 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 crux of this episode. You think, oh, that's I I'm emailing. Oh, that's not a bad. That's not a, that's that's a fun idea because I remember back in school where there were the other kids your age and they were in you know there's the other class and you're like you they're like they have like mythical status because you don't really know them you know of them. And I thought, oh, that's a fun way to expand the school a little bit, where we see, even if it's for one episode, this other fourth grade class. And it doesn't, I guess they, I don't know. I do like, I like the blind kid. The blind kid's the best part of this episode, honestly. I'm going to say that. Yes, that's what I laughed at. Okay, sorry. You asked what I laughed at. The the Nelson and the blind kid are the best part of this episode by far. I want to bring him back. Yeah, so that is what. We get the two fourth grade Skinner announces, oh, we got to merge the two fourth grade classes because we only have one fourth grade teacher right now. Um, and so we, we get the scene where all the kids basically are sharing desks with their, their, their fourth, their other fourth grade class. And we get how the, what Sherry and Terry are with the other set of twins, but the other set of twins are male, one boy, one girl. It's fun. We get Nelson sharing a desk with a blind kid. And that turns out to probably be, like Matt said, my favorite part of this episode is Nelson and the Blind Kid. Um, but finally, we get to what is, unfortunately, the larger part of this episode, which is Bart and Nikki. Bart meets Nikki. Hmm. Um, this is the last seat, so... 
My side, your side. Hi, Nikki. I'm Bart. The situation is nuts, right? Oh, look at you. Opening a book so you won't have to talk to me. Well, I'm just going to be tuning up the old armpit. Good news, children. Everyone did well on this test except Lisa Simpson, F. An F? Okay, this is the time when I always wake up. Come on, alarm clock, get me out of this! Sorry, Lisa, this F is all too real. No, it's not, Dream Hoover. And as long as I'm asleep, I'm gonna have some fun. I can fly! Whee! <laughs> oh, this isn't a dream. I really did fail. I take no joy in this, little Miss Perfect. Whoa. Damn, this caterpillar can eat. <gasps> Damn. Damn. Do you mind? Oh, man, you girls ruin everything, even vampires. Hey, vampires are cool outsiders who love girls who hate cheerleaders. No, they're all about chomping neck, and they don't put product in their hair like this loser. They look like this. Awesome picture. Can I draw a robot barfing screws on your arm with my Sharpie? I, I'd like that. She has to like him because the plot requires it. Let's just get that out of the way. There's no other reason. <laughs> I mean, does she like Bart? I don't, does Nikki ever, the, Nikki is, I, I, this is, okay, I don't know if this, this is my theory. I don't know if this is true or not, but this, Nikki is, I would barely characterize her as a character. Um, no, she's a plot element. <laughs> I mean, the problem with Nikki is the the problem with Nikki is that she is old man joke number two. Oh, women don't know what they want. They're always acting so random because they they can't make the connection. That, oh, when you treat women how they want, they'll be nice to you, and when you treat them like crap, they're mean to you. I don't get it. They're so random. Not the way it works. See, Matt, I feel like you're being a little hard on the show. Um, really really yes one because that is presupposing that they have like a thought process when they're writing this episode. oh you're right you're right i don't too much i don't i don't want to give them like the an agenda like there was a point in this episode where i thought oh is this like gonna be like a gross thing about in the old good old days where we could just kiss girls without repercussions but that's not what this episode is because it's not about anything it's it's it has that for a moment and again it this episode i've said this in a few recent episodes uh, it's a worrying trend where all the episodes are around something it is around bart and nikki but it's not about anything Uh, and and like this scene in a vacuum is perfectly fine i have no issues with bart and uh, this you know this girl who's reading twilight effectively bonding over whatever or maybe have like they're doing like a little cute little me cute thing. It's basically me cute here. That's perfectly fine. It just doesn't become anything. It just becomes uh, there's a scenes around them really, and they don't. We don't ever get anything like when you say, "Oh, it's like oh, it's about old an old man talking about you know how women are flighty." I don't know if that's true or not because I can't pin down anything what this episode is. It's just a bunch of stuff, and sometimes the stuff is funny. But most of the time, it's just kind of confusing. Um, this, this reminds me in a lot of ways of, of obviously, when... Uh, what was Lovejoy's daughter's name? Was it something Jessica. like... Jessica, Jessica Lovejoy. Love- right, and so she's got this thing where she wants to hide her feelings for Bart. She doesn't want it to be public. And this is kind of like a trope on that where 
you get this feeling like maybe she doesn't want people to know, but it never plays out like that. It's just she literally has a different personality at some point that says, no, and it's not like she's even teasing. It's just literally, as you described, um, the writing. And I don't know that uh, Silverman brought it to life in any way. It wasn't especially believable. It it just strange. And uh, yeah, it was not just confusing for Bart. (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't. Yeah. It's, and it uh, engenders an entire, uh, you know, half the population in saying that women are like this. And it's, I mean, here we are three guys talking about um, what women are like. So, <laughs> but I, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't translate especially strongly. But then, you know, interestingly enough, we'll do, we will get a very strong feminine uh, role model to come into the show later on. So I don't know if we're supposed to feed into that. That we two different types of. I was going to say, that's even more confusing thing is where you have this weird portrayal of Nikki and then you get this rather strange scene with Michelle Obama. Okay. um, Well, we will get to Michelle Obama. I I promise, guys. We've mentioned her now five times and yet her scene is not for another five, ten minutes in this episode. So Lisa got – and there's also – we also – I also played that a short bit where Lisa gets an F in – she freaks out about it because obviously Lisa doesn't get an F's. And you think, oh, that'd be that's part of the plot. No, not really. Uh, it doesn't really end up mattering, really. Sort of. I mean, she gets an F. And we have a brief scene where all the other kids start to like her. Okay. Uh, Lisa's sad. She starts getting friends. So she starts getting happier again. And then Miss Hoover announces, oh, it was a mix-up. You got Ralph's paper instead of yours. Because he copied your name. As if no one noticed the fact that the handwriting was wrong on Lisa's paper. I, I can't imagine Lisa and Ralph have similar handwritings. Uh, Matt, don't even. Don't do this. Don't do this to yourself. What are you doing? Well, don't do this. You're, you're, I've infected you, okay? It's, I'm, I'm sorry. First of all, I'm sorry. It's exposure. You monster. But you cannot yet help. We, there is just... They didn't think about that. I don't think... I, this feels like it was written on the back of a napkin. Like, what do you... Like, you can't just... They, you think they care about if the handwriting is the same? So now everyone hates her again. In, on, on a dime, Lisa's got a good grade, an A plus plus plus, and now everyone, all the kids hate her. Okay, is that the B plot? Eh, not really. Um, I'm trying to keep all this straight in my mind is so hard. Bart, <laughs> now Bart, we're back to Bart. Bart goes to Homer. For advice about Nikki, I guess, because um, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to make the first move. It's it's it. I don't really. Again, they're just this feels floundering around. Like, what is this episode about? We don't know. So uh, Homer's a mess. Um, he's trying. He's faking working on the car uh, for Marge, and Bart ends up having to go to Grandpa for advice. Oh boy. <laughs> But I need to talk about man stuff. Talk to Grandpa. He used to be a man. He did? Give up the goods, you yellow devil. So I kind of like this girl at school, but I'm not sure if she likes me back. There's one sure way to find out if a girl likes you. Steal a kiss. Really? Did that ever work for you? Sure did. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh-oh. I like the static joke too. I laugh about I laughed at the static joke. Yeah, I smiled good. at that at least. <laughs> the uh-oh is especially funny. Yeah, the uh-oh the uh-oh is good. That's it was good. 
Like there's a good, there's a couple of good comedic beats in here, and I'll give the episode that. Um, so Abe just tells him, "Hey, steal a kiss," and there are there's I there's two wolves two wolves inside of me, and one of them wants the episode to be good and thinks it can be, and the other one expects the worst. And so I both of those I have the thought of, oh, this episode is going to be about how we socialize young boys, about how it treats. How Bart is is told by Grandpa, oh yeah, you just go steal a kiss, and how and we'll get the fallout from all of that, and it'll be good. And then the other half goes, oh no, Matt, you're right. It's good. This is going to be an episode about how the good old days were better, uh, written by someone's grandpa, um, literally by this episode written by Abe Simpson. Um, turns out it's either of those things, but uh, we get a long montage of. Uh, Nikki skateboarding and Bart chasing her in his skateboard on his skateboard. Um, this is fun. This is a fun sequence. I think the animation is really good and I like the way it, how it plays with literally Bart chasing her. Like that's a, that's a very simple, nice visual uh, representation of his, I don't know, the, the very oh, simple conflict. I'm chasing this girl. I want to know how she's doing. How does she feel about me? So he chases her on her skateboard. It's simple. It works. But then they end up on top of a slide. Bart doesn't know what to do. And so he does what Grandpa told him to. Steals a kiss. And Nikki hates it. Freaks out. And that is when we go to commercial. At nine minutes and five seconds. Long I, first act. So it... I... I kept thinking I missed it when I was doing the notes for this. I'm like, wait, did did we go to act two? I, I can't no, tell. No, no, man. It's it just, we minutes, live like, oh. now. No, first, the first act is still happening. Even I watched the whole episode. We're doing a podcast about it. The first act is still going on. It will go on forever. It is infinite. <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in uh, the real world, where act two it starts at nine minutes and five seconds. Poor Robbie is lost in act one. But we'll go on to act two. Uh, we get the reason I think this episode is about how the good old days are better because we get a, a just a wonderful bit about Nikki's parents and how incredibly awful they are. Marge, Homer, this is Brody and Madison McKenna. Bart has been sharing a desk with their daughter Nikki. Earlier today, your son engaged in inappropriate mouth on mouth contact with our daughter. You mean he kissed her? On the top of the slide. That's all that happened? And I got to miss work? Oh, I could kiss you. Mr. Simpson, I'm an attorney, and my husband is a federal prosecutor, and neither of us is happy. Well, maybe you guys should look for easier jobs. Unless you make this an affection-free environment, we will sue this school for its last dime. All right, here it is. And we will make you regret the day your son was born. You're halfway home, lady. So, yes, this is this is what we get here. We get Homer and Marge, uh, uh, Nikki's parents with Homer and Marge and Skinner in the principal's office. And we just get a, a diatribe from Nikki's parents, who we will never see again, <laughs> about how awful it is the kids are allowed to express affection for one another. I I do like Homer's, the again, and this is... I. I'll be honest, I, this is another thing I found funny, was Homer's like, maybe you should find jobs that are easier. I thought that was, I enjoyed that. Um, but you're right, Matt. They don't, again, I don't think that, but I don't like, yeah, this, it gets mentioned here and basically at the very end about litigiousness, right? About, oh, now we'll get sued into oblivion if, if kids do something. But it is never 
mentioned like the litigious, the law part of it, the lawsuit part is never a, like that. And that, I feel like a loss, the lawsuit and litigiousness and all that stuff is a different thing altogether from, you know, boys can't kiss girls or whatever the rest of this episode is saying. I feel like they're not, it's not the same thing. It feels like such a broad look at a topic that's with sneer quotes topic it is i don't know like you say oh it's about you know this is the represent i'm like i, I don't get anything from this outside they're making fun of lawyers like they just do it all the and like the Simpsons have done that forever making fun of lawyers that's i don't whatever they're an easy target well rob you made a good point earlier when you said that this is an episode around a subject and then you get that feeling because when they come to the, you know, the, the central conflict between, I, I suppose it's consent, but it's the idea of what's permissible, what's not. How do you gain consent? How do you make things appropriate? How do you not? They only have it on one side. There's no discussion. The, the conflicts don't, you know, say, oh, what's the big deal? Or how is he supposed to? They don't address these questions. They don't go over the feelings involved. There's no listening. It's just, you're right, this uh, this object where the lawyers come in and say, we will sue everybody blind. And that's uh, the one side. And everybody just falls into step. And so the conflict is is steamrolled and it's, it's not even a part of the, the episode any longer. And it's like, you're right. This old world versus new world in my day, we could, you know, this is how we did it. And uh, yeah, none of those, <laughs> the conflict isn't addressed, <laughs> which makes it really challenging. And so, yeah, it loses a lot of punch in that respect. Yeah, exactly. You don't, it's even frustrating to talk about because there's just nothing like it's just, you know, things happening. You're like, OK, it, it, it's imaginary. They're they're fighting uh, straw men, basically. Uh, they they oh, they're people who are just like this. It's like, yeah, there's like two of them, but it's not like a weird societal issue that you really need to have a Simpsons episode around. Remember the, the golden years when the Simpsons fought against, you know, actual wrongs in the world? That's too hard. Sorry. I mean, this is I'm. The, the, you mentioned straw, Matt. This is this 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 the Simpson. This episode is the Hollow Men by T. S. Eliot. There's just nothing. There you go. There's we're hearkening back to the chalkboard gang of World War One. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's just nothing inside. You poke, you push your finger through, and there's nothing in there. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So moving on, uh, after this bit, uh, Homer and Marge start yelling at Bart about the awful thing that he did, uh, even though they don't, I don't think they actually see it as that awful. But they decide that, oh, no, uh, in order to keep from getting in trouble, Bart can never see Nikki again. So Homer takes him to see an itchy and scratchy movie. And we see a lot of this movie. A lot. It's like two or three minutes of just, just this movie. <laughs> it seems like it just goes on and on and on. It's it's, uh, it's I hear Matt. I'll say this. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like this, this itchy and scratch. This movie they it's go itchy and see. Scratchy, you know? it, yeah, it's a fun. It's a parody of uh, a word I can't say. A movie that I don't know how to pronounce. Koyan Koyanas. Koyanaskasi. Thank you. Coming to the I rescue, think. Ryan. Um, but uh, it's a movie that uh, Matt would surely hate if he watched it. <laughs> um, but this two-minute parody of it isn't bad. It just feels like, why are we spending two minutes of this episode about itchy, with this itchy and scratchy parody? And if it was about, if the parody tied into the conflicts of the episode, I'd be like, okay, it makes sense. They're just, they're, you know, they're kind of tying it back in. It doesn't, it's filling time. This is them going, we need to fill time. What's a fun itchy and scratchy parody we could do? And they do it. And that's fine. Uh, but it's not bad. It just doesn't connect to anything 
Uh, it's not full of a lot of jokes. It's like when you had like the, was it the Mel Brooks movies, and they go into a joke where they have a whole song. It's like okay, it's kind of funny, but not three minutes of a song funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you kind of get uh, yeah, we got the joke, but now we're kind of waiting for the next one because it's uh, yeah, it's too long, and it's fine for a parody. But in terms of a gag, we think back to the you know the golden days where where you have a Batman reference when Lisa gets braces, and that's that's all you need. You don't need the three minutes of that. You just need the the one illusion, and it's just fine. Yeah. It's it's I mean and it's here. It fills up time. I think it, it meets the needs they needed, which it filled up two minutes of time. So they don't have there's if you cut away everything in this episode that isn't actually connected to Bart and Nikki, it, it I'm I'm sure the Bart and Nikki stuff takes up like maybe six minutes. Six to seven minutes. It's just it's in terms of a filler though, that means that parody section, it, it's uh what the animators did and the adaptations, whatever the script directions were, I mean it was is full of a lot of material. It was there was certainly artistic expression in it. It just uh, it was kind of long. I feel like <laughs> it. Should, I feel like it should just be a short. Like they should have just released that by itself, and you could really actually better appreciate it. It does look really nice, and it does a really good job of parodying that film. But I'm good one by you. Yeah, yeah. Matt, tell us about gardening. So, moving on. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Lisa and her gardening forum. At least it was a forum and not a Matt, Discord. Hey, Matt, Matt I'm going to say this. This is my like, hey, if this B-plot was Lisa being upset about, you know, on her gardening forum, I'd probably be way more excited about it. That oh, is, for sure. That's I'm like, sure the this like, lots is, of great this hot is like, about gardening. This is like character that Lisa has like, oh, she's a nerd, of course. Okay, she's a nerd about gardening in this episode. Okay, fine, whatever. And oh, she has friends on a gardening forum and they have relationships. That's Those are like things to have an episode about. It's something. But the, mm-hmm. wait, this is just a way to get us to Michelle Obama. <laughs> It is unfortunate because Lisa is well. She's she's complaining on her gardening form about what happened at school with the the you know why the kids don't like her despite the fact that she's smart. Why her gardening form? Just is that what they picked? Is oh what kind of place would Michelle Obama Matt, hang out on? Oh, a gardening form. Matt, well, that's where Lisa's going to complain. Matt, do you do you want me to spell this out for you? No, I'm pretty sure I just did. No, 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 no. I know why. I have the answer. You want to know why it's a gardening oh, okay. form? I I'm, I can tell you. Is because mm-hmm. they went. Well, we need a way to get Michelle Obama in this episode. How do we get that's that? That's what I just said. Is that's what I just said? Is no, that the kind no, of place no, no, Michelle no. Obama would hang out? Yes, no, Matt. That's but think about the word flotus. Lotus. Okay. Lotus is in the word. Oh God. Now, now who's giving them too much credit? That's what I looked at. It, that's the first thing I thought of was like, oh, they're just. I'm surprised they didn't make a joke about it. Honestly, I thought Lisa was going to make a. That's Lotus why I joke. don't think they did it on purpose. <laughs> Mm, Lisa doesn't you know they couldn't conflict. resist lampshading that if they thought of that. Mm, yeah. Maybe I don't know. I think I mean Michelle Obama is a gardener too, but I don't know. It feels like there there's more obvious ways of getting Michelle Obama in the episode, but whatever. It's not even okay. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I really mm-hmm. want to try. I want things to be. It's okay. So we'll, we'll all right. <sighs> we are going to move on uh, because all we see at this point is Lisa complaining on the forum. And then we move on to Chalmers giving a long, stupid speech about uh, changing moral values. Chalmers is the writers in this episode saying, oh, this used to be entirely innocent. Now it's a big freaking deal. whoop de doo And it's just incredibly dumb. But but it's about to get so much worse because we get a play about what kids shouldn't do starring Skinner and Willie. 
by now you've probably heard that one of our fourth graders did something that a hundred years ago would have been considered innocent, but in today's overly litigious society has been blown completely out of proportion. Now, what he said was... I can hear. The following skit, or sketch, demonstrates the behavior we wish you would save for middle school. And action. Oh, I'm just a wee little lass combing me beautiful hair. Comb, comb, comb a redo. I'm Bart Simpson, disruptive fourth grader. Oh, I finally caught one of Bart's school plays. That's not Bart. It's Principal Skinner. Bart's sitting right next to you. Yeah, now that I look closer, that guy couldn't fool anybody. Shut up, fatso. Well, you little... Now, players, recreate the incident in question. Hey, Willie, does he taste like failure? Stop that laughter. I can make these two kiss all day if I have to. If you want them to keep on kissing, just keep laughing. So, yes, as we can see, uh, no one is allowed any affection whatsoever on Springfield Elementary Campus anymore because you got to save that for middle school. Uh, and we'll get a, the long play of Skinner and Willie making out because that's <laughs> what's funny here. I mean, it's not overtly homophobic, Matt. That is true. I will give it that. That's yeah. the best. That's the best I can do is that Bart, you know, he could yell out any joke. But what he he makes true, fun of true. Skinner being a failure, not about the bla- not. There's no blatant homophobia. Homophobia. It's like sure the the butt of the joke is it's two grown men kissing, but that is only you know subtle homophobia. And I think we have to applaud the writers. And honestly, I feel like most of it is because the two of them hate each other. So I mean, I wish there was more of that. Honestly, I don't necessarily. Yeah. But hey, I, what is this? You know what is this? Why are Willie and Skinner kissing I, uh... each other? Like, why? I thought in here there was an interesting part where when Skinner turns on Homer and he, I don't know if it's supposed to be Skinner yelling at Homer or if he was embracing the inner Bart or trying to, or really going all method as Bart. But I thought there's an idea there where what if Skinner got to behave like Bart for some amount of time beyond, you know, three words on stage that would have been really interesting. And then it was immediately ruined by, you know, this idea that two people cannot kiss, but uh, a grown man can rush the stage and strangle an adult on stage. And there's no consequences for that. The show must go on, I suppose. And then they, (laughs) but uh, yeah, that part I thought uh, was interesting briefly and, uh, and then spoiled a bit. It's, it th- again there and there's another moment in this episode where they point to like oh it's okay we, we're we'll crack down on physical affection but we're gonna be fine with incredible violence because there is a direct cut from them yelling at Bart about kissing to itchy and scratchy and people getting you know uh, scratchy getting chopped in half or something and blood everywhere and I went oh that's something oh we how we are so so you know in the west we're so much more accepting of of violence of even graphic violence or we we uh, over like show signs of affection or 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 sex or anything and you're like oh that could be an episode but then they don't 
that that's all there is. There's not. They go to the theater to watch that, don't they? Yeah, it's in the movies. I mean, last time there was an itchy and scratchy movie, there was a it was a much bigger deal. I. I, I it's the yeah, same I was thing. I mentioned that, but honestly, this episode forgot about it, so they, I didn't. They, yeah, they don't care. They just went. You know what? We we want to we want to cut to them in a different place. That's not the house. That's really what I think. I think they just and it's also three D glasses. So they wanted to they did wanted to do three D glasses gag because Homer makes a joke about them smelling like pizza. Mm. Well, I wish all the world were in three D. Split my sides on that. Yeah. yeah. See, like there's and there's there's those little lines here and there and you're like oh yeah all right yeah that's good and then not much yeah. how does the act yeah. end matt well the act ends because as soon as this uh, little assembly is over uh, and the kids stop laughing at skinner and willie bart goes to his locker to find nikki inside who immediately kisses him do we find out why no no we don't but that matt, actually happens in the next act so robbie has to deal with that matt you're idiocy. supposed matt you're supposed to you're supposed to say do we find out why? I don't know. Let's go to Robbie. You know, we says suspense. No, no suspense. <laughs> it's too stupid for suspense. You're we're supposed to be better than the show, Matt. That's the whole point of this. Um, <laughs> we go to we come back from Rachel. Fourteen minutes and forty one seconds. Um, Bart's confused, as we are too. We the audience are also confused because Nikki doesn't. Nikki herself is just doing things, and we don't know why. And that may be. An honest representative of uh, a fourth grade girl because they're a fourth grader and they don't know what they're doing. But I would like my characters to have motivations and reasons they do things. Um, Bart doesn't know why. He keeps kissing because, again, he's a fourth grade boy. He also doesn't know what's going on. Uh, and this, here we go. We've been talking about it for a while. Michelle Obama. So we've had, like, the last mention of Lisa, the Lisa B plot was her on a gardening forum complaining about, oh, I can't post things today. I'm sad. Okay. And then we get Bart, 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 Bart. And then back to the Lisa, quote unquote, B plot, where we just have Michelle Obama show up at the school and start giving a speech. Anytime. I flew in from Turkmenistan because there's a wonderful young person here who's feeling a little discouraged. I sure am. This young lady oh. thinks just because she's a high achiever, no one will ever like her. Hmm? Well, as I tell school children all over the world, I was a high achiever. I got A's back when A's were hard to get. I was just like Lisa Simpson. <gasps> That's right, Lisa. As an avid organic gardener, I've read your blog. Flotus One is First Lady of the United States One. Yes, I wanted just Flotus, but someone had it. That's me, because I swim with my Flotuses on. Everything I have, I got through academics. I went to Chicago's first magnet high school, then Princeton, then Harvard Law. And now you're the most elegant and popular woman in the world. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. There's Carla Bruni, Queen Noor of Jordan. They're nothing compared to you! It's not a contest. But if it were, I think we know how it would go. Okay. I have nothing, uh... against, I have nothing against Michelle Obama. I think she's uh, among... I don't know. I'm. Don't ask me to talk politics anymore. Because I hate it all. Um, nothing against Michelle Obama. I think she's a very impressive woman. Obviously, very smart, very capable. 
and this is the way I understand it, Matt, okay? From from doing brief research on this. How dare you research? That's for uh, real journalists. We're not allowed to do that. We're podcasters. Fair enough. I, I, buck, I buck against all the rules. So they wanted Michelle Obama. They wanted to get actual Michelle Obama to do her, to do her character. All right? She wanted, they wanted her to be on the show. And they did everything they could to get her, and they couldn't. And to be fair, I understand she was the actual first lady at the time. So getting her to come record voiceover lines for The Simpsons is probably not on high on her priority list. She's busy, you know, helping her husband, you know, and doing her own initiatives, blah, 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 politics. Not necessarily want to be on The Simpsons at this point. Okay. I get that too. I get wanting to have Michelle Obama on the show. I get her not be able to do it. I don't understand is why if you can't get her to do it in an episode that really has nothing to do with Michelle Obama, why would you then go, you know what? We're just going to bring in Angela Bassett to play Michelle Obama. In or just the... bring in Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett's amazing. I, I, I yes, Matt. I, I'm just saying this is a this is this is emblematic of this episode where you're like this episode isn't like this episode isn't terrible it's very watchable as long as you don't care too much about what's going on because there's some there's you know there's a couple gags along the way you go oh that's fun there's some moments there's some scenes the nelson there we've not mentioned the nelson and the blind kid because they're really short scenes they're maybe five to ten seconds a piece but honestly it's the funniest thing in the episode and it's really cute and it's actually you would think oh no this this you know the last handful of seasons of the simpsons have been kind of you know been racist been transphobic been homophobic is this going to be ableist in some way like that's my big concern oh no there's a blind kid but actually no it's very respectful to him and to blind people, and he actually is, by the end of this, is on even footing with Nelson. He's playing jokes on Nelson, and they have, like, a little fun relationship, and it's really good. But this episode is about nothing, and in any, in what I would say as a, you know, if I'm writing this episode, if I'm running the show, oh, we couldn't get Michelle Obama. Okay, I understand. We couldn't get her. It's hard. You cut all of this. You don't keep it in the episode. You don't have her inexplicably show up. Like, if you say, oh, we got Michelle Obama, well, then put her in any episode. Okay, I get it. I get it. Like, I don't necessarily agree with it, but, okay, it's the actual first lady. You make an exception because you want her on the show, and if this is how you fit her in, it's how you do it. But it's not her. It's Angela Bassett playing her. Just cut this all together. Cut the B-plot. Cut. But, again, the problem is... You cut all this, there is no episode. There's like 10 minutes of episode. There's just nothing going on. This takes forever, I will add. This is like four minutes. Almost almost the entire almost the entire third act is just Michelle Obama. There's a little bar at the end, a little bar, a little bar at the beginning. All the middle is just Michelle Obama talking about how she's great and how Lisa's great. And I I okay. There's also a joke about Skinner uh, about what uh, uh Skinner being their Joe Biden. <laughs> hey, yep. Which I did appreciate that small nod uh, at humor, but most of this is just people going this. The Simpsons as a show going, you know what? Michelle Obama is great, and I go, I, I rankle even if with people I necess- I generally like in real life, I don't want the Simpsons to suck up to people. 
I want the Simpsons. Yeah, the Simpsons should be for taking people down, not sucking up to them. They should be poking at them. They should be poking at, making fun of them. It's anti-authoritarian, and the first lady is of, if anything, is of a representation of authority. And it doesn't. You don't have to be mean, but poke fun at her. Do something, but they don't. And it's just, and it's not even her. If it was actually her, I get why they would be nice. Because oh, we got the first lady to show up to record voice lines. We need to be nice to her. But they didn't even get the first lady. It's just Angela Bassett. And I, Angela Bassett's good. Have her play a real role, not just be... Okay. <laughs> it's okay, Rob. It's okay. We, we, we can I'm, move on now. We can move on. I just am losing my mind, man. I'm losing my mind. What is... Why is... Like, it's inexplicable. Like, in this otherwise kind of very mediocre episode, Michelle Obama just shows up. But it's not Michelle Obama. And they don't make fun of her. Like... Okay, it's not like they ever got Bill Clinton to be on the show, right? They never did. But when Bill Clinton did show up and they had someone play Bill Clinton, they made fun of him. They poked fun at him. Exactly. If it's not the original person, you get to make fun of them. Even if it is, you could probably make fun of them because if they're cool. But if it's not, <laughs> if they're why cool. bother unless you're going to make fun of them? <sighs> okay. Okay, I'm calm. I'm a calm. The I'm worst calm. part is, I almost wonder if they thought they were making fun of her with all of her like academic achievements and oh, look at this nerd, blah 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 kind of stuff. It's like, no, that's not making fun of somebody. That's just listing their amazing qualifications. Sorry, I, I don't understand. Okay, there's a lot of things I don't understand. So this, that's it takes so long, guys. I can't understand. If you haven't watched this episode, this takes three or four minutes of Angela Bassett as Michelle Obama just talking, and. We finally get to Bart and Nikki, who are on the rooftop, and Bart, I think, thinks that they're boyfriend-girlfriend at this point. But then Nikki says, no, we're not, and gets angry about it. Um, I don't know what's happening, because Bart falls off the roof. That is what happens in this episode. Bart falls off the roof. Nikki's happy because she thinks he's dead. And then realize he's not dead and is less happy. Matt, what, explain this to me. Robbie, I, I, I appreciate your vote of confidence that I know what's going on, but I sure as hell don't. Like, the character of Nikki makes no sense at all. It's literally just a fever dream of hot, cold, hot, cold. Ryan, explain this and to me. It, Ryan, help. What is going on? I, Why does Bart, Bart falls off a roof? Why is Bart falling off a roof? I have only one theory, and I can't tell you... It we revolve around what it's called new moon. What are the, what are those books called? Twilight with a vampire twilight. Yeah. Twilight. Maybe there's something with that. Cause she was reading twilight. There's something mercurial about the relationships between the characters and that in terms of whether they're in love and who they're in love with and things. Maybe him dying off the roof was like, uh, one step to being undead. <laughs> <laughs> I would I don't see know, there's something about maybe uh, having what you can't have. Uh, or something like that. But I think Sarah Silverman, I mean, she plays the role. I think that she deserves it a little bit better than that because I know that she she certainly would, had she had her, her choice, give it a little bit more punch, I think, than, than what was here. You're right. It was just this flip-flop for no good reason. And it, ah, it's tough. It's I, really complicated. This, this is where I type Problem. in their notes, what is happening? Because, and most, <laughs> to be fair, I only did it once. There's a lot of more recent episodes where I type what is happening like six or seven times. So it's really just here at the end where I go, why? Why? What does this mean to why? And how is this connected to litigiousness? Whatever. We go to our final commercial blissfully, finally, happily go to our final commercial 18 minutes and six seconds. And like many of these episodes, when we come back, we get one long action scene and then a, a little conversation to end things out. 
so first of all, we get no one will go near Bart uh, because he's unconscious that through the threat of a lawsuit. Skinner is literally keeping people away with a uh, I believe it's a pool skimmer. Uh, but Nikki, uh, who is, is somehow on the ground and wants to uh, you know save Bart because I guess now she cares for him. Just by a second ago when she found out he was not dead. She was disappointed, uh, hops on her skateboard to get around Skinner because, of course, that's how cool kids do. They always use skateboards uh, and gets gives Bart mouth to mouth and he resuscitates immediately. I mean, I, 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 Matt, okay, this is, I'm not going to necessarily pick on The Simpsons for this because a lot of media does this, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to make this very clear because this is the, this is the well actually part of the program. That I try and I try and squelch, I try and suppress, but I just can't. If if someone is breathing, you don't give them CPR. If their lungs work, if they are breathing on their own power, if you try and give someone who has work who are, is breathing under their own power CPR, you will blow air into their stomach and they will vomit. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> that is that is what I that is what will happen. If whatever was wrong with Bart, head trauma probably CPR will not fix that. Uh, CPR will make him throw up because his lungs work. And so you you won't be able to blow air into his lungs. You'll end up blowing air into his stomach and make him throw up. Uh, that is my, that that's concludes the well actually part of the program. I am sorry. I had to say it. All right. Moving on. Like I said, uh, Bart is fine after this. Perfectly fine. Fell off, fell off the school. Matt, he fell off the school. He's fine. Uh huh. It's only two stories. Kids are practically made of rubber, Robbie. It's totally cool. He just needed he a little un- shake. He was unconscious. No, no, no. He was, he was faking to get Nikki to kiss him. That's not, that's, this is not a Sandlot situation. <laughs> I love that you call it a Sandlot situation. I mean, is that, that's not the, your go-to? Is that not your go-to for boy faking to get, well, boy yeah, faking? Right, yeah. the, uh, boy faking it to get kissed the, the, with a lifeguard? Yep. Okay. Thank you. All right. We get the. Then okay. we go to the Denouement. They was that, was lift the on contact. I was just going to say he should be okay. They're canonically drinking malt that keeps their bones good. So oh, that's, that's that's very true. That's true. Yeah, plenty of vitamin R. Uh, but they they lift the band on contact. Everyone is able to do whatever they want. Uh, Nelson and his blind friend hug. Uh, at one point, uh, another hug. Uh, the blind kid. Uh, feels Nelson's face with his hands and goes, Hey, I said, uh, I want to feel your, uh, your face, not your butt. Nelson then punches him and the blind kid goes, Oh no, I can see. Just kidding. Ha ha. No, he says, no, he says, he says, ha ha, Matt. It's, he says, ha ha, making fun of Nelson. It is again, this Nelson in the, uh, this, in this blind kid is the best part of this episode. He get, they get maybe a minute of total airtime. It is the it is a bright shining spot in an episode that is otherwise being generous. I would call it uneven. Um, uneven, yes, yes. That's, that's me being kind. Very generous. I. It's not terrible. I don't want to. I mean, I know I just yelled about Michelle Obama inexplicably appearing on the show, but it's this episode is not terrible. It is not about slavery. <laughs> Which luckily we have that in recent memory, an episode that's The Simpsons trying to be about slavery. This episode is not that. It's just kind of nothing, man. It's just there's not a lot yeah. here, and that can be like it's it's frustrating in a different way. 
Um, I think it's more frustrating for someone like us who has to do a podcast about it where you're trying to piece this all together, explain it to people, talk about what the episode's about, and there's just nothing to latch on to. It's easy to talk about an episode where they make like they make jokes about slavery because you're like, what the heck? Like, there's just it's so much to talk about. In this episode, you're just like, oh, Sarah Silverman's in it. She doesn't really get anything to do. Nikki is like this weird kind of toothless caricature of a girl. There's nothing much to her. Sarah, the, Angela Bassett plays Michelle Obama for some reason, who like photo bombs this this episode, I think. If that's what I would relate this to. It feels like Michelle Obama photobomb does. Where she just like pops in, yeah. gives three minutes of speech, and then disappears. And you're just like, what? Why was Michelle Obama here? It's like if we were hosting a party. If you were having a birthday party, and you, all your friends and family were invited, and then suddenly Secret Service rolls in, Michelle Obama walks in, gives a three-minute speech about how great you are, how great she is, and then leaves. What would you do? You'd be like, what? what was? why was Michelle... Why was, that was Michelle Obama. Why is she... What was, what's going on? It's the same thing. That's how it feels. That's how it, when you're watching this episode. Otherwise, it's mid. That's what this episode is. It's mid. It has some laughs. I'll say that, too. It has some laughs. Not a lot there. We actually didn't even finish the episode uh, because we get one more scene between what? Bart and Nikki. What do you mean, Matt? We're not done <laughs> well, yet? There's a scene between Bart and Nikki where oh, she is once again hot and I just cold wanted to be and done. hot and cold and hot and cold. Are they? Okay, Matt. And I didn't my... capture it because it just it makes no damn sense. Like It's, it's just her... This is my legitimate question. This is my legitimate question about, okay, for you, your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Is this intentional? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. I sure hope not. Okay. I just don't know anymore. Ryan, do you, what do you think? Weigh in. Intentional or no? Is this on this purpose? Is, uh, this is three or four different ideas all stuck on, on in one script. It's not cohesive in any way. It does no. They didn't intentionally do anything. <laughs> no, no. Come on, Robbie. Come on. That's exactly. I mean, that's the right answer. I think. But I just maybe. I just. I like. <sighs> when I say it felt like it was written on the back of a napkin, I think that's. I, that's it feels accurate. It feels like maybe four different napkins and they stacked them. Someone wrote Michelle Obama on the back of a napkin. Someone wrote Bart gets a girlfriend again on the back of a napkin. So, someone wrote Willie and Skinner kiss on the back of a napkin. Um, and then steal it. It feels like, may I, it it feels in a way. So I looked at a little bit and the New York times, I think, uh, published an article in 2009. I think it was in June about Michelle creating the largest garden on the white house property ever before. And I guess Hillary had one, but this one was bigger. And so it was a New York times story. They must've said, ah, that's hilarious. (laughs) And said, we should do that. And then it, it feels as though, all of the Michelle Obama material was something that Lisa would gush about Michelle. She would, Lisa would identify and and uh, connect with her in, in all of the ways uh, that Michelle declares that she should be respected um, out of the helicopter for some reason. So the the voice of that appreciation was put into the wrong character and and then put in front of the whole class. Lisa doesn't have a history of gardening. I think she was infatuated with like pocket mulching once upon a time, and that's about <laughs> it. Like. This, you have, I mean, you, if you couldn't get Michelle, yeah, you can make a musician. There are plenty of wonderful musicians that she could identify with, be on a forum talking about, and then have that musician come and find them that has a mysterious name that sounds like an instrument. And that's much easier than than this, but it sounds like they were really caught on this news story about this garden at the White House that they uh, they just couldn't let go. I think that's It's probably. too good. It's too funny. 
that's yeah too funny <laughs> that's what i'm like oh wow gardens of the white house hilarious um <laughs> there is i think we should also mention before we before we leave this episode behind forever um matt you did not mention the mouth to mouth uh scene also they also cut away to a very long montage of famous kissing scenes in film oh yeah didn't care oh matt <laughs> oh, I didn't care. It was I had to use my eyes, so it wasn't good. Um, At this point, I just wanted this episode to be over. I mean, I I liked the references honestly because it was quite varied, and they did a good job at kind of mimicking the visual language of those films. Even if some of them they played straight, like they were the actual, basically the actual scenes. Others were parodies of those scenes like planet of the apes or or uh um what's another one that they they alien alien three they had that was a parody because the alien kisses ripley but then they also did they did a third thing where they played the actual where they mimicked the actual scenes but they're not romantic scenes they did like from public enemy where uh uh who's that supposed to be is that a Capone, I forget who who's the the gangster in Public Enemy, but he rubs a lemon in a woman's face, like like obviously not romantic. It's about how he's a terrible person, but they play it alongside actual romantic scenes and then parodies of romantic scenes. And much like this episode, it feels very discordant and strange when you get oh that's Wally, oh I like Wally, oh right Gone with the Wind. In even more modern stuff like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man or Ghost, and then you're like, "Why is the alien kissing Ripley? Like, what was?" <laughs> or they do the they do a clip from The Godfather Part Two with the kiss of death, and you're like, <laughs> or Sammy Davis Jr. in 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 All in the Family. You're like, "What?" Okay, uh, this is referencing cin- cinema Paradiso, which again, that's another like uh, that's two like classy references. Um, in this episode, which I like both, but they also don't make much sense in the context, which is, I think, a part of Simpsons references. Why they're so much fun is because they generally do make sense and they make, they fit in. And this, they just kind of feel strange. <sighs> we'll rank this episode at the end of the show. <laughs> Robbie, is this episode broken? I, I don't know, Matt. I don't know. It's tough to tell because we don't really know their intent. So I'm here. I think I, I think I, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh I looked, I looked deep inside myself and it's a yes. I can't, it has, it's a yes. This is broken. Uh, It's on the, it's below that line. No, it does not cross the threshold where I go, I'll give it a pass. It just is not about anything. And it's so easy. I think that's the other part of it, man. It's like, this is easy to fix. This is not, it's really not that complicated. Like, is it, would it be another Bart gets a girlfriend episode? Yes. But that's okay. I don't mind Bart get Bart getting another girlfriend episode. You can do, a, do those forever. He's a, he's a kid. You'll have a lot of girlfriends you have for a week and then never again. Um, and it feels like it is like I don't even mind the thing where oh Grandpa tells Bart steal a kiss, Bart does it, gets in trouble, and the whole episode is about how 
Bart has been taught that it's fine and it's not necessarily fine. But also it's complicated because they're fourth graders and they don't know any better because they're fourth graders. They barely have brains. Um, they are exactly what we put put on them, you know, and that's the thing. And it and an episode maybe spins out into about being about Homer and Marge and about all the parents and about the, the, the teachers and how how they model behavior. And then Bart and Nikki one, write Nikki like a person, like a kid, like someone with like motivations and behaviors like Bart, not just this cold and hot on and off thing where she has no discerning character traits other than that she skateboards. Is oh god, is Nikki just poochy? <laughs> Basically. I don't like that at all. Oh no, I just figured that out. I'm not a fan of that. Um she doesn't wear sunglasses, there's at least that. Um but that's the fix. It's not like it's you write a simple episode about Bart learning that oh, I shouldn't just kiss girls. Like you and you can then an episode with Bart going if Bart can Bart and Nikki kiss and they they both like it. I don't know. Like it's not like you can even make the, you can even hinge the episode on the fact that it's Nikki's first kiss and she's upset. And and Nikki and Nikki can say, "Well, yeah, I do like you, Bart." And, but I didn't necessarily want that to be my first kiss in that way or blah, blah, blah. Like, you get, there's a million different ways to do it. I just really just don't need Michelle Obama in it at all. Um, I just I, I don't understand. <sighs> I don't know. I don't feel like that's hard. Is that hard? It doesn't seem like that difficult. No, I don't think it's hard either. Yeah. It feels relatively simple. You could just do that. Or... I, or don't do it. Don't do an episode. Like, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, it feels like this, the, the writing staff at this point is just like, oh, we have an idea. Let's do it. And they don't stop to think, maybe we should just not do an episode about this. Maybe it's not enough. Well, no, because they need 22 to 24 episodes per season. And they're like, well, we had an idea. Uh, this is the, one of the better ones we came up with. So here you go. Contractual obligations. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, it, there is the pressure of, oh, we have to have this many episodes out. It takes this much, this long to produce them. We don't have the time to do all this stuff. Um, my rebuttal would be like, you used to be able to do it. What happened? Uh, that's it. Episode's fixed, right? I mean, as fixed as we could care to make it. <laughs> I'm not going to write a whole episode. This, this podcast is already long enough. <laughs> um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments of the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Constitutes Group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for their thoughts on episode. You can uh, join us there for any level and leave your own review. First from Tim, there's a good story in Stealing First Base. Too bad this is one of the most filler-based episodes ever. Side note, I do think there's a place for shorts like uh, Kayana's Scratchy, Death Out of Balance, but it being a separate Best of the Rest type episode. The kind of thing we used to find in Easter eggs where it's meant to be a supplement, not central to the plot. Anyway, there are definitely some good jokes here, particularly Homer and Skinner's responses to the attorneys, and the Nelson Blind Boy story is nice, even if it feels a bit forced. Put this at number 352, not canon and fixed if the plot is given 22 minutes to develop. Yeah, probably, that's probably not too far off. From Derek, good God in heaven and above. <laughs> Anyone responsible for the writing of this Simpsons episode shouldn't be writing for any Simpsons, out, uh, Simpsons episode again, or things that aren't a Simpsons episode, like anything at all. Confused mess with no rhyme or reason. It looks like it's going to be another bland. Bart gets a celebrity voice girlfriend episode, which is 
which it kind of is, but then it looks like it's going to swerve into an issue-type episode about consent, but that gets dropped almost immediately. Lisa's side story is frankly bizarre, and again, can't decide what it's about. First, it seems it's going to be about Lisa getting popular doing to be a low achiever, but that's dropped in favor of a really weird Michelle Obama-esque assassin in which she doesn't even make a guest appearance. <laughs> Everything about this is so baffling and my mouth would have been agape with confusion the whole time, were it not for the fact it was agape already from, my, my, from me being completely conked out with how boring it was. Uh, from JJ, I've never been, I've never seen so much filler in one episode. Full intro, Homer and the GPS, over a minute of itchy and scratchy, and that bizarre compilation of movie kisses. The story desperately needed more time and meat to it. Jessica Lovejoy was such an like, iconic one-off character, but Nikki barely leaves an impression. Her blowing hot and cold comes out of nowhere and too late into the episode. They get close to some semblance of social commentary with the school's no-touch policy, policy, and I wish Bart kissing Nikki was just set up for exploring all the different characters' attitudes regarding consent, which we get little of with Grandpa, Marge, and Chalmers, but it pivots back to being yet another inferior version of Bart's girlfriend. Lisa's story is also all over the shop, and the Michelle Obama appearance is random and baffling. Why still include it after they couldn't convince her to voice herself? I know they tried. Some interesting ideas, but really poor execution. Just a mess. I don't know why this one made me angrier than usual, but they just don't know what they're doing. Now you understand it, JJ. You're getting to the root of it. See, this is how it's when you it's that inexplicable anger, you know, when in an otherwise relatively inoffensive Simpsons episode where you're just like, why am I so angry when we get that? (laughs) We ask ourselves that every week. Well, it's that's the root. This that's the real root of this podcast. It's not, you know, you think it's about exploring the history of the Simpsons and about the how the the journey the show goes through over the years. No, it's about delving into the darkness that is the human soul. That's what this podcast is about. Finally, from Dara. Thanks. I hate it. Nelson continues to be the best, the, the best part, the best part, I believe that's a typo, the best part of season 21, and the writing staff continues to show that it's a bunch of old men who are out of touch with the modern world. Still better than UFC and slavery episodes, but is that really the only hurdle they want to clear? 13th best episode of season of 20, season 21. I wonder where, I don't think this will be 13th best, but it's not very good. Uh, okay, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your go-to comfort episode of The Simpsons? Which one do you want to, when you want to feel good, when you want to feel nice, when you just want to sit down, relax, enjoy, which episode do you turn to? Lots of good answers. Matt, take it away. All right, first up from Warwick Zero, my comfort episode has to be Homie the Clown. It's one of my faves, and it's my go-to episode for whenever I need to pick me up, as it never fails to make me laugh. I wouldn't mind seeing double of this episode. <laughs> I'm seeing double. Uh, from Tim. For Homie the Clowns. For Krusty's. For this episode. Uh, from Tim. Mine would be Bart the Daredevil. While the plot doesn't involve learning anything, it is hella funny. There are at least two jokes that never fail to make me laugh. The lion standing in the pool to pull Captain Murdoch back into the water, and of course, Homer falling into Springfield Gorge. Twice. Uh, from Dara. Like I said last week, all singing, all dancing is my go-to, but to change it up and to stay on the song motif, I'll go with Simpson Califragilis XBL Annoyed Grunches. Great songs, lots of laughs, and just always makes me smile. Especially in the end when she gets stuck by the jet engine. That's pretty great. Gosh, I'm not going to be seeing Sherry Bobbins no more. Oh, man. 
I like Sherry Bobbins. <laughs> uh, from Michael, Summer of Four Foot Two is my comfort episode. It originally aired right around the time I was graduating middle school and also when I was in my biggest Simpsons phase. I recorded the episode on a VHS tape and would watch it with my friends almost daily during that summer. It really brings back the nostalgia for me. I still say, well, I have been eating more anytime someone comments on me on my strength. Not often. <laughs> That's good, Michael. Thank you for that reminder. We all remember that incredible line uh, from Aaron. If we're talking full episodes, it's tough to beat Lisa on Ice or Grade School Confidential. But for true comfort or joy, I turn to the hundreds of steamed hands remixes on YouTube. <laughs> That's true. If you go in the, uh, the some of the Simpsons subreddits, you get lots of steamed hams. Uh, from Derek, a lot of people tend to say they skip season one episodes when they go back and watch the show in order, but I really hold the first season dear. There's a lot of nostalgia attached to it. I remember my dad buying the DVD of it in Dublin with me, and I spent the train ride home to Belfast just staring at the cover for two hours. Wow. Season one has its own unique, relaxed, cozy, familial atmosphere. I think Bart the Genius and There's No Disgrace Like Home will be my comfort episodes. Those melancholic stings of the Simpsons theme that can be heard really lend season one its own vibe. Me thinks it's undervalued and do a reappraisal. I mean, we've been back through those, Derek, and there's a reason people don't remember those following. But hey, definitely better than season like 18. Hard not to be. <laughs> uh, from Andy, I have two. Old Money, Old Money, and Three Men in a Comic Book. This all traces back to 1991 when I took a tape recorder and a cassette tape to the listeners who may not be familiar with cassette tapes that came before CDs. And oh, I recorded no. these two particular episodes. So and I would listen to them on my Walkman back when, when I was in the fourth and fifth grade. Andy. My God, man, I am right there with you. That is that is amazing. I I love that. This the this is a. I mean, I used to have Simpson sound clips on diskettes, three and a half inch diskettes. So you could fit I, like two of them on there. Uh, you could. Uh, I put so I could use them as custom sounds on my computer, and this is all this old physical media that all these young whippersnappers just aren't. They don't know what they are, and I'm old. They don't. I actually, uh, to go slightly less far back in time, when I was in high school and uh, internet piracy was in its infancy, I used to download incredibly tiny postage stamp size videos. Like these things were like 200 by, you know, 180 or something like that in terms of resolution. But I would strip out the audio and listen to them on CDs or on the very first MP3 players just to to have more Simpsons around. Oh, man. I'll be the one to say it. Nerd. (laughs) You are exactly right. Okay. All right, next up, uh, from at Haza1990, Homer at the Bat, from at Rachel Journeys, Marge on the Lamb, because it celebrates female friendships, so rare on the show. Oh, you're not kidding. And it reminds me of my best friend, Em, I just think you're neat. Oh, that's, that's very sweet. Uh, from at Jesse Lambert. Matt, 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 Matt. Somewhere Matt. four foot two. Matt, hmm. pronounce it correctly. Sorry. At Jesse Lambert. Thank you. Somewhere of four foot two. Touching, relatable, plus it features my all time favorite character, The Dud. That's really loves the dud. Who doesn't like the dud? <laughs> uh, from at Brave New, last exit to Springfield. Brilliant jokes like the name of the union, the best two Simpsons songs, We Have the Plant and Classical Gas, and probably the best happy ending in the series. I mean, it's definitely up there. Uh, from at Wazecast, most any sideshow Bob episode are ones primarily featuring Bart and or Lisa. So I guess special mention to Brother from another series, which checks all the boxes and gets bonus points for Cecil. <laughs> uh, David Hyde Pierce never made anything worse, that's for sure. As far as I know, uh, from at Hippie 200, the Springfield Files. When I need comfort, I don't want to go for an emotional episode, but rather a gag-heavy episode. Although, of course, it's emotional to be taking a whale back to SeaWorld and bumping into the feds on your way. I mean, who would have thought a whale was so heavy? Who would have thought that, Jenny? Who would have thought that? All right, today I'm going Brian. Brian, what is your comfort episode? I liked Homer at the bat, but uh, Bart Gets an Elephant is right up there. I uh, I love so much of that. It's just tons of gags. The one 
about the ivory dealer and uh, the economics, supply and demand, the whole thing. I love Bart Gets an Elephant a lot. It's a ton of fun. It's a good. That's. I almost. I almost went with Bart Gets an Elephant to be perfectly honest. There's too many really good ones that are in that category. There is. Yeah, yeah there are. Matt, are you going to ask me, Matt? You can ask me. Oh, I, I thought we were just going to go round robin. Robbie, what is your comfort episode? Oh, thank you. you. You asked me, Matt. I can actually answer the question now. Um, I really thought about this really hard, and obviously, it's easy to say, "Oh, my favorites." Like the like Homer's. Like you can just look at the top of our list. Like those obviously are mm-hmm. the ones we like the most. Like oh, they're all time classics. They're funny. They're heartfelt. They have character. They have great writing. Um, but I actually, when I was really thinking about it, like if I actually like, and it's also. We do this for, you know, we've been doing this podcast for so long now, and every week we watch new ep- we watch multiple episodes sometimes because we watch this and plus we watch stuff for the for the Patreon, et cetera, et cetera. And I I think like what what I actually sit down and, if I was going to watch Simpsons episodes just to feel good to feel nice, what would I watch? And I think honestly I would go back to like season one and season two. I think I would go to those old old episodes that like even before. You know, a lot of people don't qualify season one as a golden years. And even season two, people are a little iffy on at times. I think I would go to like dead. Like I was like thinking, looking at season two, I'm like dead putting society. I would think it's like, oh, I think dead putting society because it's I don't know if it's like the funniest episode or anything like that, but it's it's really simple and it's like subtly sweet. Rodden, Rod is Rod. Is Rod or is it Todd? I always forget which it's Rod. Rod. No, no, sorry, sorry. It's it's, it's Todd. My bad. Rod is the older one. Todd is the younger one. How dare you, Todd. Matt? You're such a monster. Um, Todd Flanders is like an actual character in it. He's just not a joke about being like this sad Christian child. He's like an actual character. Um, I don't know. It's very it's and this is kind of a sweet ending where Bart and and Todd kind of like this is dumb, man. You know, why are we doing this? Why are we letting our fathers dictate all this stuff? And they're just like, and then we get to see Flanders and Homer mow the yard in dresses. What's like simple pleasures. That's what I say. I think that's what I'm getting back to. Matt, what is your answer? This was a tough one. Uh, It was really difficult uh, because I really wanted to go with Cape Fear. But honestly, when I went back to it, I thought, no, the episode that always just warmed my heart the most, and I have no reason for this, is Homer at the Bat. Like, I don't know why, but when I think of an episode that makes me happy for the stupidest possible reasons, it is definitely that one. I mean, I can, there are parts of that episode I know by heart. I can say every line along with the episode for like five or six minutes at some point to that episode. It's just, I, for some reason, it, it hits me on a weird level because I don't even like baseball. <laughs> that episode is just great. I mean, we just talked about how, like, you know, it pokes fun, like The Simpsons at its best pokes fun at celebrities. You take. At the time, the biggest baseball stars on the planet, and you make them all look like gigantic idiots, is mm-hmm. fantastic. King Griffey Jr. was my favorite baseball player as a kid. He gets his head gets the size of a watermelon. It's so silly, but it works. It's funny. I wasn't. I wasn't even make a Ozzy Smith in the what is it? The Mystery Vortex. What is it called? Um, I can't remember the uh, name. Springfield Mystery Spot. Mystery Spot. I was. Th- I was just gonna make a a, a, a reference to that earlier too. Like, fell into the mystery spot. Whatever. I can't think of words. That's what happens. Um, okay. That's it for listening question of the week. Next week's question. What is your favorite quote from Martin Prince? We've done this question Ooh, before. Be a tough one. We've done this question before. I know we have because we've done quote questions for literally every character of the show. But it's been a while. It's, it's okay. We can do it again. Uh, plus, he gets new people. 
a chance to answer. I've said this before. I'll post this on our social media at, let's see, on Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. And I post a question on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a four-point lead on me this season. I'm running out of time. We're in the back half of this season, and I need to start making up ground now. It's hard to catch up with Matt, who, as I've said before, is the Terminator. The Terminator of Simpsons Trivia. (laughs) Um, He will not stop until I have lost ever. Okay, Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. I actually laughed a little bit earlier because Ryan brought up the episode and answered the question, in Bart's girlfriend, who is Bart's girlfriend? Mm, I believe it's Jessica Lovejoy. That is correct. That is correct. Oh, no, Robbie, we're in trouble. <laughs> oh, what, Robbie. What, oh, no. Okay. What did we do? We did it again. <laughs> oh, great. What breakfast cereal does Jessica Lovejoy's hair smell like? Uh, Fruit Loops? You are correct. That's an easy question. I get red fruit, fruit loops. Uh, is it really? They say red fruit loops. I mean, I do love red chem- fruit loops. I do yes. love the chemically smell of fruit loops. Mm-hmm. I'm because I'm a weirdo. My wife thinks I'm crazy because I like the smell of fruit loops and fruity pebbles for that matter. All right, Matt. According to Bart, what is his future career? To Bart, what is his future career? Um. Hmm. It's what episode is this? Is this this, this is Bart's girlfriend? Same um, episode. I know, but like, is this okay? I'm gonna go with a guess. I don't think this is right though. Is this dangerous food additive tester? <laughs> that is incorrect. Ryan, do you have a guess? Oh, I guess stuntman, something like that. I don't know. Both. I mean, they're but it is a date. It would be a dangerous profession, which I think is the running theme of every time Bart thinks what his future career is. It is a future Olympic gold medal rocket sled champion. Oh, of course. He, he my tells favorite my sport. <laughs> exactly. He tells Helen, yes. He tells Helen Lovejoy that at dinner time. Matt, do you have a question? All right, Robbie. I have a medium question for Ooh. you. What does Bart play with in church that offends Marge? A troll doll. With you blue are ha- correct. With blue hair. Awful, awful hair. I'm. I feel so. I'm so happy you chose the same episode I did, Matt. It's so. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way I can compete. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt, your hard question. In what month does Bart's girlfriend take place? What month? Oh. Hmm. So I'm trying to go through. <laughs> with science. You can use science to figure out which month. No, I'm, I'm trying to go through the episode in my head and be like, all right, what happened? I remember there's Scotchtoberfest, but uh, I, don't, I don't know that they. Hmm. I don't believe they ever say it. It is only visible on a calendar. It's on the calendar. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, because Bart's like, if I can just get through this many days without uh, seeing her, I'll be okay. I'm going to say mm-hmm. it's July. You are incorrect, Ryan. Do you have a <sighs> guess? April. Correct, Amundo. It is April. Oh, dang. On the board. All right. You're on the board. <laughs> you've officially, you've officially, I'll put you down next to Matt with three points. Um, Unfortunately, Matt has currently 31 points, uh, so it'd be hard to catch up, but for only appearing a single episode so far this season, three points isn't bad. Uh, Matt, do you have a hard question for me? 
I do. I'm a little worried about this now since we did the same episode, but what is Jessica Lovejoy's IQ? Whew. It's high. I know that. Higher it's than Bart. really not. I mean, high, that's the joke. I mean, higher than Bart's, right? I mean, it's higher than Bart's and it's higher than average. I'll give you that. Yeah. So, I mean, Matt, think about how dumb the average person is. That's a George Carlin joke. Mm, yeah. That's a George Carlin joke. I'm just stealing it. It um, is. I remember. Yeah. Um, Half the population, double digit IQs. Um, 108. Robbie, why do you do this to me? Is this why do you re- have to actually make is that, me try? Is that, is that right? Did I get that right? That is correct. 108 what? IQ. I guessed. That was a complete guess. <laughs> I don't believe it. What, Matt? Matt? Okay, here it is. I'm typing it in. Dun, 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 dun. I have a one-point lead. Well, goodness. Well, I'll there's... To, however, I'll, however... I'll, I'll wait, a, wait, 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 wait. wait a bunch of season wait, 13 Matt. episodes, 14 episodes. See, there's a, but there is a slight problem in my premature victory. Because I'm fairly certain Ryan himself has brought some trivia questions for us. And I, have. I don't think Uh-oh. I, it's my track record with guests. Trivia questions is abysmal. So I'm not too happy that I'm going to actually walk out of this episode with the lead, but I'm going to just, I'm going to take one here. We're going to take a brief moment where I go, where I get to enjoy having a one point lead over you. Okay. Now <laughs> Ryan can ask us questions. Um, Start with Matt, right? Start with Matt. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations on being one point ahead. I'll never forget where I was. When... <laughs> when... It's a, you, I need a picture of me with today's newspaper. <laughs> so uh, in the theme of uncomfortable kissing, I thought Ooh. I would look in to find some, some kissing, some fun kissing questions for you guys and landed upon two particular episodes. One is Romy Old and Juliet, oh, where no. Abe and Selma oh. are dating. And Kiss Kiss Bangalore, because Kiss is in the title. And then I thought, hey, I'm a guest on this show. What kind of a guest strolls in and acts like a total jerk? And I said, not me, not today, not today anyhow. (laughs) So, Matt, your question will be um, at this episode, get out, you lousy season. Season four is episode Mr. Plow. Okay, all right. Yeah, isn't that much better? Much better. Much better. And... uh, Robbie, yours will be from, uh-oh, my heart just stopped. New kid on the block. Okay. So there we go. Season four, episode nine, Mr. Plow, your easy question, Matt. Probably this doesn't cost money. It makes money. What argument does the salesman make that finally compels Homer to buy the $20,000 snowball without asking his wife? Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> what argument does the salesman make that finally compels Homer to buy the $20,000 snowplow? argument does he make um without oh, asking i believe his... it's the whoosh, whoosh sound yes, yes you have to make the whip sound or the point. <laughs> uh-huh. all right robbie mm-hmm. um i fell on my sorry no go continue so i fell on my bottom what does bart want to uh who does bart want to make a good first impression with in new on the block oh that's uh, laura powers that's right one point yeah <laughs> Matt, your medium question. There's a $10,000 bill in it for you. Who is on the $10,000 bill? Oh, okay. Um, it is um, uh, all of the presidents. Uh, Jimmy Carter is passed out on the couch. <laughs> That's right. All the presidents are having a party. Jimmy Carter is passed out on the couch. And shout out to Jimmy Carter. I understand he was born in 1924. And I don't wow. know when this goes live, but uh, I understand he's in hospice. So. Yes. 
Let's just take a moment for Jimmy Carter. How's that? Yes. All right, uh, Robbie, you're meeting us. <laughs> hey, baby, my shirt's chafing me. What special apparel does Homer wear in preparation for the all-you-can-eat seafood buffet? It is... Oh, God. It's right on the top of my tongue. Um, He... Does he have... God. They almost have to cancel. They he... can't get a babysitter. Just, I... I know. He's wearing his... Is it expandable pants or ba- like it's expandable? Like I wanted something like that or the pants that have no waistband or something. And I can't remember specifically, so I give. It's extra loose pants. You're right there, um, Matt. You be the you know the adjudicator. Here. I, is isn't isn't it uh, Marge's pregnancy pants? He says extra loose pants. <laughs> oh, okay. all right, all right. I, I think Robbie got it. Oh, I would say wow. That's okay. I'll, I mean, I'll take. The, I'll take. I'll be. I'll take. I'm not, or actually I, lose pants for nothing. I'm not there too, we go. I'm not too proud. <laughs> it, it worked. You're right there. You're right there. Um, okay, Matt, your hard question. We're not just for lepers anymore. As part of the Carnival of Stars, who throws a knife at Ricardo Montalbán? Um. Oh God. Um. Oh, it's um. So and so is Sorry, Ricardo. Um. Oh, it's um. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Jimmy Smith? Is that your final answer? It is, yeah. Robbie, I think you get a steal. If you, is that how this works? I mean, I, I don't... I I think it is... Uh, it's fun to toss the question to the other person, but I will not get points even if I got it right. And unfortunately, I don't even think I even know the answer. Um, I think it's Alan Thick. Alan Thick. okay. Oh, of course. Alan Canada's Thicke. treasure, yeah, Alan Thick. Canada's treasure. <laughs> rest, in, rest in peace, rest. Alan Thick. Mm-hmm. All right, Robbie, your hard question. Mmm, bacon on the beach. On the show Hunks, what three women, quote, did the deed with Ron? (laughs) I have no idea. I've got nothing with that one. (laughs) I don't blame you. I don't remember this part. Tag me in. Tag me in, coach. Matt, what's what's the answer, man? Okay. Uh, It is um, uh, Uda, Candy, and Shasta. If you said Uda, Candy, and Shasta, you're right. Yes! I can't. But we did. But Shasta, she likes making bacon on the beach. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember any of this. This is, I don't, I think my brain's rotting away. Um, that's a, I love that episode. I don't remember that at all. And I wrote the question. I know. I mean, that's the thing. You look back at the episodes, you're like, oh, right. Yeah, I remember that now. But, I mean, also, we have, I think there is a, like it's like it's like a an erosive effect. Like it's like be, the beach, like with the ocean, like it rolls in, and the new Simpsons episodes roll in, and they take away some of the memories from my old Simpsons. They're just like it's just the sand slowly gets pulled out to sea. That's what my brain feels <laughs> like. Um, well, I was well, those gonna... two. I got some fun trivia for those two questions. Uh, okay, episodes for you, please too. go ahead. Both of those episodes are back to back. They both feature the voice talents of Phil Hartman. Okay. In both episodes, Homer is called a hero. Oh. And uh, in both episodes, Homer is carried away by thugs, a gang of thugs to draw him away. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I mean, I mean, I remember when Homer was a hero. (laughs) Listen, every day. And now, an everyday hero. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I mean, nowadays, you're just like, was Homer a monster in this episode? No? Oh, it's a victory. Um, (laughs) I'll say about this episode, Homer doesn't do anything bad. 
All he does is fake uh, being a mechanic on Marge's car. And that's, I think, all he does. So there's no jerk homer in this. I'll mm. give him that. Um, well, I I can... I, I, I already feel better because I still do have a single point lead over Matt. I <laughs> come back hard, strong. This is definitely going to last for the rest of the season. There's no way Matt is going <laughs> to prove that I'm an idiot again. Certainly not possible. No. Um, I have a one-point lead. I'm going to enjoy it. I'll enjoy it for at least a week. Carry it with me, even if it ends up not really doing that holding. I probably won't be. Matt's pretty smart, especially with Simpsons trivia. Okay, that's it for trivia. We can... Move on to our final segment. Segment we went every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I ranked episodes categorically. We watched them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. I mean, I do believe uh, one of our wonderful Patreon uh, subscribers uh, pointed us at uh, 352. I think that was Tim. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good place to start. I think it's in the roughly the right area. It's like all these episodes are kind of like nothing. They're like, I don't know. I feel like. Well, because right now, 351 is Zifu came to dinner. I would much rather watch that than this again. I think that is a good that the Zifu came to dinner is like we constantly run off against it because Artie Ziff's in it. And the episode is otherwise incredibly unspectacular, kind of boring, not super funny, but Artie Ziff, John Levitz. And you go, oh. It brings some character. It brings some fun to the episode and otherwise would be kind of boring and bad. Um, and this episode, I think, just doesn't... It, I don't think it's... I think I agree with you, Matt. I don't think it's as good as this if we came to dinner. Um, but it's not... I think Homer and Lisa exchange crosswords, I think, is also better than this. Oh, yeah, that's true. Not by a lot. Um, I'm also a sucker for Homer and Lisa episodes, even if that episode is not good. But it has a couple moments um, I think mm-hmm. this episode, largely the thing that's carrying this episode is that it has a couple, it has a few laughs. I think this episode has some which, laughs. Which is unusual lately. <laughs> yes. I mean, when you're walking through the desert, even a couple drops of water, you'll take it. Um, I think it's, 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 it has some few laughs and it has about a good one solid minute of whole, of, of Nelson making friends with, with the, the blind yeah. kid. And that's, it's really nice actually. Um, and there's a couple of laughs in here aside from that, but the rest of it's kind of inexplicable. I honestly, it's not, I would not put even that much further down from Homer and Lisa exchange crosswords. Cause I think this is better than Homer's paternity coot. Um, I think oh, this is, yeah. I think this, I forget what Jazzy and the Pussycats is about. What is Jazzy and the Pussycats about, Matt? Do you remember that? That's when Barb becomes a drummer. I think it's better. I think this is better than that. Yeah, unfortunately, not much. But it's like I think it's slightly better. Um, yeah, that's the the. White I don't remember sh- what good, sad, and the druggly was. <laughs> this is going back and forth, forgetting what episodes are. The good, the sad, and the druggly. I've, I've searched this before. We should include Wikipedia links. Like the episode name should be a link to the Wikipedia page. Um, oh, this is that's the um, Anne Hathaway as Jenny episode. Um, with uh, that the, the, she's a good, she's the good girl. She's the charity. She works at the old folks' house home, and like uh, mm-hmm. that's Lisa's also like gets happy pills. I don't know if you remember that the medication. That's this drugly thing. The good, the sad, the drugly. Um, she gets 
antidepressants or something. I don't, again, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. So does it really matter? No, I think it's better than that. There's Millhouse of Sand and Fog. I think is it better? I think this is the ultimate arbiter here. Millhouse of Sand and Fog. Uh, what is that one? Again? <laughs> I don't remember either. Um, I was hoping you could tell me. Season. You think one of these? I, I always ask I mean, every week, and it's to be fair. Melissa Sand and Fog was in season seventeen. It's four seasons ago. We've watched literally a hundred episodes between them. Um, oh God. Okay, this is better than Melissa Sand and Fog. Melissa Sand and Fog is the one where like they think that they're like. Marge is cheating on or Homer. Oh, that's Homer's, they hide the brawl. They, oh, yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the brawl and all that stuff. It's nonsense. Um, I think this is better than that. But I think that's. I think that that answers our question. That's where we would put it. It be t- between Homer yeah. and Lisa exchange crosswords and Melissa oh, uh, Sand and Fog. It's a new number three fifty five. Ryan, what do you think? Where 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 is this rank for you? I agree with you guys. I all of those episodes. The names don't mean anything to me, so yeah. I couldn't help you. I mean, that's that's where you're at, where it's just like this big lump, like this huge like morass, this pile of like your episodes. You're like, what was that one? Ones that if you describe them to a person who hadn't watched the teen years or the early 20s, they'd go, what? Is that real? You know, where I describe an episode where, you know, Lisa goes to a crossword competition and Homer cheats for her, and you're like... What? Or that, or oh, yeah, Homer. They're worried Homer is cheating on Marge with Luann or some nonsense. You're like, what's going on? I don't remember. And like, and like all this discussion about Bart's girlfriend. That's the name of an episode. It's just Bart's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. The the name of this episode could be Bart steals a kiss, and it immediately tells yeah, you what the tells you what the episode's about, and gives it clarity and makes it easy to remember. But instead, we have stealing first base, and you're like, I. Okay. All right. Um, Ceiling first base, number 355 now on our list. It's number 163 on the post-Golden Years ranking, which is really not that bad because there's 239 post-Golden Years episodes at this point. Um, and if you're doing the math, we are we have officially crossed that threshold where we have done more post-Golden Years episodes than we have Golden Years episodes at this point. Sigh. Sigh. Uh, it's fine, Matt. It's fine. It's okay. Everything's fine. You'll be okay. That's how I, that's what I have to tell myself. Um, ceiling for space. We're almost done, but we're not done. We have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. The question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon, the cannon, the cannon, the cannon, the cannon. I mean, why, why would we keep it? What is it? Uh, there's zero reason to. There's really, Yeah. Ryan, do you want to do the honors? Fire the cannon? There you go. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye forever, stealing for space. It's not that it's terrible, but it also is not really memorable. And I don't really, I don't think I would ever recommend anyone watch it, you know, unless you're a crazy completionist. Uh, we asked the same question about every episode as we're working our way through the entirety of our list. We are number 128 now, Matt. It is The Boy Who Knew Too Much. Another oh, classic. Man. Another really fun. We were just talking about the uh, uh, the uh, comfort episodes. That's definitely on my list. Shall dare. Shall dare. How dare you? Very funny. 
Very funny. Very enjoyable. Nice little mystery. Has a uh, is, is that that's the episode with uh with the uh, the meme right with with uh, with Skinner. Yes, it's the children who are wrong. It's the children who are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's that episode. So many good ones. Um, could I be that out of touch? No, it is the children who are wrong. So that's an that's a yes that stays. Of course, it stays in the canon. Although Matt, we are you know we're getting we're running up against it. You know, maybe within a hundred episodes, we'll have a no up there. Probably, maybe, not. yeah. I don't. I do see one where there's, it's a really solid question. I think, um, but that's it's still a ways to go. So we'll see about that. You find this list at our website. It's the Simpsons Show dot com. Has links to everything. Um, everything we uh, we we have a Patreon, an RSS feed, or Twitter, other things. If you you know, if you want to just listen to every episode, they're all there too. Download them. You know, I'll let you. You can download them. I'm not gonna. No, uh, no, uh, I'm not a, why can't I think of words? Oh my Lord. I'm really struggling, Matt. We're going to, whatever. Um, I'm really, I'm trying to think. I can't. It's, so it's, uh, it's fine. Um, number one on the list is Homer's Enemy. Last place. Codependence Day. May forever, may it rain at the bottom of the list. Um, our next episode is The Greatest Story Ever Doed. Hmm. The Simpsons Go to Jerusalem. Oh, no, not this one. Wait, didn't we do this one yet already? No, we have not done this, Matt. I've never no. seen this episode. Sounds like a winner. <sighs> Flanders goes to Jerusalem with Homer, and Homer ends up believing he is God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably just wait till you just wait till you see what tears him down what what stops them from believing in him okay sasha, uh, Bar- sasha baron cohen's in it i like sasha baron cohen mm-hmm. he's funny he's a funny guy not good matt is that what you're telling mm-hmm. me okay that is exactly what i'm telling you unfortunately okay. uh, that's unfortunate i really i want to like episodes um before we go we're gonna plug stuff ryan plug your show again tell people tell the good folks at home where they can find your stuff uh also there'll be a link to the po- ryan's podcast in the show notes as well <laughs> for sure yeah you can find the jurassic sick park cast it's supposed to sound like jurassic and part of podcast but it's not but you know jurassic park cast um you can find it on podbean it's on uh itunes and things like that you probably have to type it in specifically right because it uh has <laughs> no no likes or reviews and so it's hard to find but it's jurassic with an s hyphen sick s-i-c-k park with a hyphen and cast and you can find it like that if you like jurassic park it's all about the book we go through chapters one at a time robbie is uh, the guest in episode 45 which came out um here at the beginning of march and uh it's called the park and uh he also was in i think episode 13 or 15 or something like that back uh when we covered the 15 episode 15 so if you like robbie but don't like jurassic park you still catch more of <laughs> robbie in uh in that episode too so you can find it if you like if you like jurassic park or anything about jurassic park i would suggest that everyone go uh, listen to my episode of the podcast and then leave a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. And here's, this is what you, this is what you say here. I'm going to leave you verbatim. This is the review you leave. You say, this is such a good show. I recommend it to all my friends. Five stars. Well, this will be a, a test of popularity. I'm going to challenge you all to not do that. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see who uh, who has more clout. I mean, the, I mean, it doesn't take very long to leave a review, and they're very important. So you should do that. And honestly, I well, I'm I'm going to go leave a five star review because uh, because and as a person who relies on them for my books to sell things, 
people don't, you know, it doesn't take very long to do, but it makes a very big difference in uh, exposure and and popularity just for leaving a little little five-star review, even for things you already like. If you go, whatever podcast you listen to that aren't like the huge, big, you know, whatever they are, the NPRs of the world and the Joe Rogans, um, give, even not my podcast or Ryan's for that matter, go, if you really like a little small show or book or anything, go leave it a nice review on whatever service you got it from because it really does make a big, big, big difference. Um, that's my general, genuine appeal to you out there. Um, because you have no idea how much it, how nice it feels just to see that, you know, like that five-star review from somebody you don't really actually know. And they're just like, yeah, I really like your show. And it makes me feel good. Um, what do I say? I say that I am on the internet on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. And that's my website. It's also RobbieDorman.com. And it's also every social media there is. Like, literally, if there's a social media platform, my, I'm on it. And my name is Robbie Dorman on there co-host tumblr facebook twitter instagram uh mastodon um uh there's a couple other ones that sprung up recently that have already failed if you're still on those i also have one i'm on there too or you subscribe to my newsletter uh you get two free books just for signing up they're exclusive and they're really fun and good they're real books free free and you get to see all the my new news so subscribe there matt does not participate in social media you will not find him it is true. I spend all of my time taking care of tiny animals who most part hate me. Uh, but you can check out these adorable animals at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-R-N-S on Instagram. You can see the adorable Cloud that was just adopted. He is now in his forever home yelling at people to feed him more because apparently clouds require a lot of food. Who knew? Uh, but if you'd like to see these adorable ones, just check that out. And soon we will have new kittens available for adoption. A new uh, batch? Like Gremlins 2? A new batch, indeed. Is one of them going to be a spider kitten? And a brain gremlin. Not as far as I know. Or a vegetable kitten? An electric kitten. Vegetable. Electric kitten? Sexy lady kitten? Mm-hmm. No, no. One might have claws and call everyone bub. Ooh, I see. We're doing a different kind of mutant spinoff. Got it. Uh, <laughs> that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.